Welcome to The Journey Expressed, where we talk about faith, friendship, and the more of God. I'm Mel Boyd, and with me is my co-host, Jen Houston. Hey, Mel. Hey, everybody. So we're in the middle of our key series, and according to Merriam-Webster, a key is number one, a means of gaining or preventing entrance, possession, or control. Number two, an instrumental or deciding factor. And number three, something that gives an explanation or identification or provides a solution. A key locks and unlocks. So Jen, so far we've talked about the key of faith, Mm -hmm. the key of gratitude, and the key of cultivating intimacy with God with Tammy Shea. Mm -hmm. All of these are available on the Journey Express podcast, which you can find on all podcast platforms. Just a little plug there. So today, Jen, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So excited. I know. We have another amazing, excuse me, excuse the voice, guest. We are honored to have Kalani Gleckler on our show today with us about the key of worship. Kalani, thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, y'all. Thanks for inviting me. I'm looking forward to this. We are, too. So, Kalani, can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Well, um, I am a lover of Jesus. I am married to my wonderful husband, Gary. So my new last name is Webb, which is way easier to spell and pronounce than, than Gleckler everywhere. Um, yeah, I live here. We live in Jacksonville, Florida, and I, I am on staff uh, at a church here called New Life, um, the worship community pastor. And um, I also run an, an online, well, it's a nonprofit ministry called Access Worship International, and so I'm the executive director of that, and I also have quite a few students. I teach uh, teach voice and teach guitar to some awesome students. So I've got got a lot on my plate that I absolutely love and enjoy very much. Mm. Yeah, that is awesome. So dynamic. You're so dynamic. And one of the things that I love about you, Kalani, that I've gotten to know a little bit just in our budding friendship and history we have together and just seeing you on the worship platform and whatnot. I know you cringe when I say that word platform, I'm sure, but <laughs> what you bring, what you bring is just, you bring heaven to earth. You bring, you're very real. And one of the things as we were coming into the studio today to have this conversation with you, I just felt like what you bring cuts through charismania and it's, so authentic and just your personality, the way you teach, the things that the Lord has shown you, the way you learn from Jesus and live your life. I just, I, I, I would pray that that is a blessing to you and our listeners that listen to this, that what you bring is real and authentic. And we're just so grateful. So thank you for being here. And like I mentioned, we've, we've had some interactions with you in the past and you came and led worship for us when Mel and I led a women's ministry at our church. You came and um, led a retreat in worship and you had an amazing breakout session, which we're going to ask you about later. But um, we just appreciate you so much and what you do for the kingdom. Um, so I remember when we met at that um, Mexican restaurant in Concord, when we met you for the first time to share to talk about the women's retreat coming up, and you shared with us about your the ministry school that was on your heart and that you had that dream for years. I remember we all sat at that table and prayed together. And look yeah. what the Lord has done, mm-hmm. Kalani. That is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to put in a shameless plug for your school. I've done several of the Spirit and Truth webinars, and I've done a course. 
and they are legit the real deal they're amazing i highly recommend it <laughs> thank you <laughs> i highly recommend it too i mean i'll just go ahead and say that <laughs> i love it oh good well that's good yeah so 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 Kalani, you're here with us to share about your journey with worship and what you've learned along the way so can you start by telling us the difference between praise and worship yeah, sure. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because we those words are coupled together so much. We talk about, like, we're going to have a time of praise and worship, you know, and <laughs> I think it, it leads people to kind of in our minds, we think of, usually we think of that time, you know, when we're together at church and we sing together before the sermon starts, and it kind of, sometimes we compartmentalize that pretty tightly, and um, some people, they think that that praise is like the fast songs <laughs> that we warm up with, and then Worship is the slow songs, mm-hmm. and um, that's not that's not quite accurate, actually. So just to, to kind of simplify things, I mean, first of all, I think most of us understand this, at least to some degree, that, that worship is not just about singing songs. It's not just mm-hmm. about music. Worship is uh, it's a lifestyle. It's Worship is communion. Um, worship is a response to a revelation of who God is. I think that's a great way of, of setting it. And so... Worship songs, uh, they're, they're tools that give us language, you know, to express to the Lord and to respond to the Lord. Uh, then we, when we look at praise, um, it, you know, praise is, when, when we praise somebody, what are we doing? We're, we're making a big deal about who they are, what they've done, what they've accomplished. Mm-hmm. So when we praise God, we're making a big deal about God. And when we sing together in praise, praise songs just give us the vocabulary for making a big deal about the Lord together, to bless God for who He is, to declare uh, even to one another the things that He has done. So uh, one thing that's interesting to me is that, you know, praise biblically, we can, we can break this down, and this is a whole other teaching that I think is important for the body of Christ to be grounded in, like praise biblically is uh, very physical in nature like we can we can look through the scripture um, and all the places that praise is mentioned and there's physical response connected to it you know whether it's singing shouting dancing bowing the lifting of the hands the playing of instruments um, even prophesying so so praise involves physical physical response um, so both you know worship and Worship, I, I mean, praise, really, you could say praise is a form of worship. How about that? So they mm-hmm. kind of, they, they, they flow together. And um, really, worship is, I, I, I love this, um, this statement. Uh, worship is about the submission of ourselves to serve the purposes of our king. Mm-hmm. I think that, that sums it up in a very powerful way. You know, true worship begins with humility. And it's about... Um, Lower, kind of lowering ourselves, even at the posture of our heart, bowing before the Almighty One, just recognizing that, you know, not just like, oh, He's superior, but His right to command us, His His right to command our lives and our responsibility to obey. And uh, true worship flows out of that place of love and response to a loving Father and a desire to obey, a desire to surrender. So that's reflected and that's expressed through through songs of worship, you know. So I mean, to me, that's kind of how I I clarify what those two those two words mean and what they carry for us. Uh, whether it's personal, like individually, and also on a corporate together, 
level. I love that. And one thing that comes to mind, I feel like Bill Johnson may, might say this is, you know, we can't make God bigger than he already is, but worship gives us that opportunity to un, like be aware of his bigness in the midst of our um, infinite or, or finite thinking. And so it's like it brings us into the awareness of his bigness and we begin to magnify him over our circumstances. Would you agree with that? Am I saying this correctly? Oh, yeah. yeah, 100%. As well, you know, David says in the Psalms, he says, magnify the Lord with me. He's basically exhorting people like, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. So praise puts the magnifying glass on the Lord instead of our circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. And it basically, I think when we praise the Lord, it begins to create a shift in the atmosphere of our soul where we begin to see things from God's perspective. We begin to remember His greatness, His faithfulness, His His nature, and um, that's why it's so important to praise the Lord, not because God is egotistical. You know, it's not because it's like if we don't praise Him, He's going to fall off His throne. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. It's he. He knows that we need. We need to do it. We need to praise him. We need to get the language of our heart and the thoughts of our mind to align with the truth, the higher truth of of the heavenly perspective. You know, so praise changes the atmosphere on the inside of us, and you know, of course, in a corporate setting, it changes the atmosphere that we're that we're in together. So yeah, that's that's so important. That's so important for us. It's so good. And it just like the burning question in me, and I already alluded that we're going to go there. But when you came on that women's retreat with us and you, of course, led worship, but you taught this breakout session and literally when you were done, it was it was like we wanted to break out into into worship right then and there. Like, forget going on a walk in the mountains and having free time. Let's just do this already. And would you just give our listeners, just share with our listeners what you shared with us during that breakout session and what happens in a corporate setting of worship? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, first of all, it's important to understand that, like, God says, uh, so Psalm 22, verse 3 says, but you are wholly enthroned on the praises of Israel, that God is enthroned in the praises of his people. In other words, God chooses the atmosphere of praise in which to establish his throne. And the throne means authority. So he's, he's establishing his throne of authority in the midst of praise, which is phenomenal when you think about it. So when we come together, whether it's in a home group or it's a Sunday morning or whenever it is, when we come together as believers and we begin to uh, to praise the Lord, if we can just begin to begin to um, come with an expectation and, and, and anticipation that we're we're there to, to not just to sing songs that make us feel good, you know, it's about it's about Him and it's about His purposes and how we partner with Him to release His purposes to release heaven's authority into the earth to release the kingdom of God into the earth and into um, situations, you know. And so when we begin to praise the Lord and his, his presence is there, his authority is there, his, his throne is in our midst. I love that. It's like God brings us into the throne room by bringing his throne right there into, into our praise. And so corporate praise and worship and, and even, you know, prayer and intercession these, these things are the primary means that God has chosen 
to release his government into the earth. Think about this. When we, when we, um, when we worship and when we pray, um, we're not just flinging words up into the air hoping that someone will hear and respond, right? Like he's, we're actually interfacing with a real place. Um, <laughs> like, um, like, we're, we're, we're engaging with a heavenly realm. We're engaging with an eternal realm. We're engaging with heaven. We're engaging with the throne room of heaven. And, um, and so in that place, we can, well, the Bible says, Revelation 5, 8 talks about, um, what surrounds the throne of God, which includes, uh, harps, which represents, you know, music, musical worship, and these bowls of incense, which are, they're filled with the prayers of the, of the saints. And so, when, when your, when your words go up, your words of worship, worship is prayer a lot of times, you know, when we're singing, we're singing prayers, we're singing declarations, all of that. That's going up before his very presence, and it has substance, which is amazing, like that our, our prayers, our worship, our petitions have substance before the throne of God in the, in the governmental center of the universe, you know. So uh, when, when, you, when you want to see change happen in your city, in your community, when you want to get involved, you know, kind of on a political level to see something change, um, you can go out all by yourself with a megaphone on the corner and a piece of poster board with a message and yell all you want, and that's fine. But if in order for real change to happen, your voice has to come before someone who has the authority to do something, right? Wow. And wow. so when you begin to worship the Lord, when we're worshiping the Lord corporately, when we're praising Him corporately and we're in, the, in, the pres- in His presence, we're, we're, you know, I think of it in those two ways. I think of it as like... Like that ascended place of being seated in heavenly places, being before the throne of God, standing on the sea of glass, mingled with fire, you know, beholding him, you know, that positionally, that is where I am, and that's where I belong. And also, I think of like, right there in the room, imagining God's throne, just boom, there it is, there he is. So, there's no separation then, in a sense, between the heavenly realm and the earth. Heaven and earth are colliding in that place and we are converging, if that makes sense. And, um, and that's, that's where, you know, our, our voice is heard. The Lord hears us. It's not just like, well, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Of course he does. He's, he's, we're engaging with him. And there's a, there's a place to enter into like that, what I call the two-way conversation of worship, where we're singing to him we're exalting him, we're worshiping him with our physical bodies, with our soul, our mind, our soul, heart, and at the same time, by the Holy Spirit, he's speaking to us. He's releasing things to our heart. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, a, it's that two-way conversation that begins to, to take place. But so when, when we talk about, you know, songs and music, the thing that makes the thing that makes music and singing so powerful in the way that we praise the Lord is because music and singing help a whole group of people to say or pray or declare the same thing at the same time for the same purpose. So there's a real, you know, unifying force, which is why so much of our praise is carried through singing mm-hmm. and, through, and through music. And so in the midst of that, you know, as we exalt the Lord, he's going he's gonna to start saying, hey, declare this, 
proclaim this and we can begin to really prophesy in that place of agreement as the body, as the bride of Christ with him. Um, and so there's, there's just such dynamics involved when we come together to praise and worship the Lord. And if we can raise the level of expectation, like I'm coming in the door with an offering, you know, I'm coming, I'm not coming empty handed. I'm coming with the, with the willingness to, to bring a sacrifice of praise. In other words, when I don't feel like it, we're going to break through together. And here's the thing. I, I remember saying this at the retreat. This is, um, to me, so revelatory, is that when we, when we choose to praise the Lord, in other words, when, when I come on a Sunday morning, I'm tired, or maybe, you know, for, for families, the kids were fighting in the van on the way to church. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, maybe just heavy stuff on our minds, distractions, moodiness, tiredness, uh, uh, all that kind of stuff. But when I choose, when I choose to lift my voice, when I choose to praise the Lord despite my circumstances, when I make the choice to put the garment of praise on and enter into that place of praise and worship, I am contributing to an atmosphere of faith. And in that atmosphere of faith, um, other people around me get breakthrough. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not about me. It never was about me. God is so generous that when we praise the Lord, we get all kinds of benefits, right? Like we get, we get transformed, we get healed, we get blessed. Oh, my goodness, things lift off of us. And, yeah. you know, if we're not careful, we can let the enemy talk us out of doing the very thing that breaks us through <laughs> into victory yeah. because yeah. we don't feel like it. But mm. but when we when we realize, first of all, it's not about us; it's about Him. Um, but also, it's a it's about it's about together creating an atmosphere of faith and invite Him into the situation. And so, people around us, people two you know two rows back from you, who are just hanging by a thread, suddenly get a, you know they feel the Father's love for the first time on their hearts because. Because there's an atmosphere there where that can happen. The atmosphere mm. happens because we're obedient to worship the Lord. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. I know you would bring it. This is, can we just have a segment where we just pause and enter into worship right now? <laughs> that know. would be amazing. I know. I know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. It's so good. It's so good. It is so good. And that that's lasting. What you shared with us at the retreat, I wanted every one of our listeners to be able to hear yes. that because it, I've remembered that since then. And I will say that was a key with that teaching right there, Kalani, was a key for um, my husband, Chris, when COVID hit, you know, he's like the senior vice president of HR at a technology firm, right? So he's got to deal with mandates, yeah. language, people. Everything you can imagine that's hit the fan with COVID, he it all lands on him to deal with. And at the beginning of COVID, he was he was crumbling under all of it. And I think Rend Collective came out with a song like a living room series and during that time and they came out with a song called I choose to worship. And it's exactly what you're saying. It's saying, I have these feelings that are real and I am bringing them as a sacrifice. I don't want to do this, but I am choosing with my will. Mm -hmm. to worship yeah. and I kid you not, the Lord has empowered Chris with wisdom, with insight, with passion, with all of these things since then. That's a, a year and a half ago. And so mm -hmm. I just want to release that testimony as 
y'all listen to what Kalani's saying. It's legit. <laughs> it's real. But yes. I just really, I love that teaching so much. And and this is really a, a great foundation for understanding the power of praise, the power of worship mm-hmm. in a corporate setting. Jen, thank you so much for sharing that story about Chris. So this concludes part one, but come back for part two, where we will talk about the key of worship with Kalani, and you don't want to miss it. Thank you so much for joining us on the Journey Express. Mm -hmm.